The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Welcome to Cleveland Moto Podcast number 345. Light them up, boys. And here we are outside. We got a fire. You know, it's beautiful. It's like, like, what do we got here? We got 61 to Grizzles. So perfect night for hanging out and drinking and oh, yeah. talking about motorcycles and shit. Um, very, you know, we've had a pretty damn good week, week of weather for people who like to ride motorcycles. Chris is still wearing his Aerostitch. He, he's dressed for the right weather. So uh, I think I'm dressed for the wrong weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. In order to be dressed for the right, you have to dress right for the wrong weather. Yeah, that's the way it works, too. Dress for the slide, not the ride. You know what, though? It's that time of year, though, where you're kind of fucked. Like, you kind of got to guess even when you wake up. Yeah. Like, when I left my house, it was it was 61 degrees at my house. Yes. And then as I was riding to work and got out west, it yep. was 48 degrees. It drops a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Idiot. It was cold this morning. Yeah, it was. I have the benefit of the world's largest heat sink called Lake Erie. Yeah. So if I stay to Lake Road, it stays warm my whole way home unless I decide to venture up to like Detroit Road or anything like that where it drops. The high like, country. Yeah, the high country. <laughs> well, Route 20 was fucking cold. Bay there. Village Heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it was fucking cold. But here's the here's the silly thing about living here is that we got this like this is my favorite time to ride. Obviously, you know, I will do more riding between now and Christmas than I will for most of summer. Uh, that's my preferred temperature. Yeah, you can wear gear and not sweat your dick off. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, tonight to the podcast, I rode. I got here early. I got here at eight o'clock this morning. Uh, just got a little <laughs> early to the podcast. That's OK. I still rode, um, but I rode the Harley Davidson FLHP, the Road King Police Edition, because, yep. you know, windshield, the whole thing. Very nice. However, the motorcycle I rode all day yesterday was the Kawasaki ZX-14R. <laughs> yeah. wow. If you ever want to have a change between two motorcycles that could not be any more different to each other, it is to ride a ZX-14R. And at a spirited pace, you know, I went to a lot of places yesterday. And then this morning, go to the bike parks next to it, which is the Road King. You thought it was broke. You're like, and ride the Road King. And you're like, oh, boy, there's a different boy. Everything is different. Shift points. Everything's different. Uh, last night on the ride home, uh, once I got past where the traffic is, you know, it's after midnight and you get out past Clay Road and it's just black and dark and wide open and straight as hell. Oh, yeah. Like. There's on, on 90 or on, on 90. Yeah. Okay. There's the one bump before Columbia road that if you're going over a buck 25, it's kind of dramatic, Whoop. but yeah, you get a little, you know, no matter how much you're hugging the tank and the ZX 14, the only way you can ride that motorcycle is to try to embrace it. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to kind of get up on it, you just get carpal tunnel instantly. Would, would you say it looks like you were fucking a shark? It did look like I was <laughs> fucking a shark. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. A big blue shark. And so last night was the, the one where, you know, once it was the conditions were safe to do so, and I was on a closed course, yeah. uh, I was able to look down and uh, see 165 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. So 165 miles per hour. But the problem is that GV quick disconnect tank bag that's on there. The ring. The, well, I had the bag on it. Oh, so I had the bag, bag on it. There was nothing in it, but it was still there. Mm. So I couldn't get low enough on the bike to get 
any of my helmet behind that ridiculously small windshield that Kawasaki gives you. And I had ordered last week, I had ordered the nice uh, double bubble. Oh, see, I thought you ordered it from last night. And I was like, God damn, you do get some special service. Yeah, no, no, I ordered it about a week ago. So I ordered the bigger windshield, the touring windshield, if you will. But it is a fuck ton bigger than the factory windshield because there was no way in order for my body to be on that tank bag, my chest was elevated about five inches higher than it should be which means your head is at the wrong fucking angle. You can't see. You're looking into the tank. So I found that by taking my left hand off the grip and putting my fist under my chin, I could make a chin rest for my helmet, and then I could see right where I was going, albeit one-handed. But here's the thing. At 140 miles per hour, the gyroscopic motion is such that the bike doesn't need you there. Anything you put into it is just going to fuck things up. So I was like... It did not even feel the weird sketchy like I was one-handing 165 miles an hour because the bike is built to go much faster than that. Why weren't you videotaping it? I mean, usually you take a picture of yourself and send it to us. Well, I had the camera with the, I had the helmet with the camera on it, but the camera was literally point, pointing into the tank bag. So, you know, we'll do that again. It was also pitch black out, so you wouldn't have seen shit. I'm impressed that you still got that windscreen. So, like, I've been trying to get the double bubble for my Z900, yeah. and they're out of stock since, like, ever. I went to Parts Unlimited, and they, they had it right away. They had it right quick. Actually, there were three or four of them I could have chosen from, and I just took the, the tallest, okay. you know, because if I am going to leave that tank bag on there, I'm going to have to be able to, yeah. you know, have some wind protection. But it was funny that when I left Porco last night, um, when I rolled out, I was taking it really, really easy, and I mean, like 75 miles an hour, just chill as shit, you know, and the bike hates that. Like, it really doesn't like that. And going 75 miles per hour, fifth gear, and I saw in my rearview mirror just like zhink, this like Nissan type car passed me at a high rate of speed, and it got by me in a hurry on the right hand side, and I was in center lane, he was in the low speed lane, and I was like, man, I would so want to go play with him right now, but I'm still in that part of Cleveland where the state troopers help us out. <laughs> we have state troopers that feel the need to help Cleveland enforce their speed laws. And I think it's just... Right at that hill? Yeah. Right at that hill? Yeah. Where they... I think it's literally just a very shooting fish in a barrel for them. Oh, yeah. So by the time we got to West 117th, that guy was disappearing. He was, you know, vanishing point. And I saw the state trooper pull out and get him. And I saw that trooper go out and just... And I was like, ha ha, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Police officer occupied. I owe him. <laughs> home, so, team, home team win. Home team win. And so once he was occupied, then, of course, after Clegg Road, it's wide open. So from Clare, from Clegg to Nagel, you know, what is that? Like three or four exits. I was able to just. should have got off at Clegg and done the turn. No, no. That turn goes the other way. That's getting on the freeway. You yeah. Go, you have to go right. back. Yeah. You got to go back and play that game. And that's just asking for trouble. But to do just a land speed record style shot. With that just perfectly straight road, nobody on it, pitch black. One, there's a reason that motorcycle has four headlights. It uses them all. Yeah. It needs every single one of those four headlights. It, it earns all of them because at those speeds, 
Yeah, stuff's coming at you pretty quick. You know what's interesting? So you know where the cops usually are. So yeah. Isn't oh, yeah. that great information to have? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, almost yeah. like if a couple of guys worked in an area and you were starting to work in that area, they yeah. might tell you about some of the areas yeah. where there might be cops hanging you know, out. You know, you know, well, it's always good to have that bird dog running out. And that bird too. dog, man. That guy was worth his weight flush in gold. Him, flush him out. I've told you. <laughs> where every cop is on 480 and 10 and 20. <laughs> Not in Kipton. <laughs> well, who the hell goes to Kipton? I, was I didn't even know guys. that was... I thought you made that up. I didn't know that was an actual town. Oh, no, it was. I thought that was no, some made-up town. I want to know where you were going. Well, I'm riding you know, from one of my plants the other day. Yeah. This car comes up next to me, calls me a fag. Ah, <laughs> and it was him. And it was him. Because <laughs> I was on my my super cub. Yeah, I mean, you and I'm like, where the hell are you so going? You were How are you it? going home? He had a giant dildo on his helmet. Oh, there you go. Around. Yeah, but where were you going? Home. Why do you take 58? Why don't you take? Oh, I usually go straight. I had to go. I, I was picking up beer. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. There's that beer stop. You know that store, like the drive-through spot, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, into my left, what did you ride tonight, Dan? My triumph. You rode your triumph. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, I was kind of it was one of those things. I was like, man, I think everybody's going to ride tonight. Yeah. So that was fantastic. And uh, he brought you brought the only thing you can bring when you're riding the triumph, and that is you brought a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. He's brought beer before on the triumph. He always has that one cooler, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wh- tell the tell the folks about this whiskey because it's got <laughs> tell our, our audience uh, at home. Yeah, tell uh, them about this whiskey. Game of Thrones. Labeled Royal Lochnagar. Yeah. House I mean, Baratheon. House of Baratheon branded whiskey. That's hilarious. They've got one for every house. I yeah. Have two more at home. So the Tigarian one has just got, you know, tits and dragons? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's it. You just look at the bottles, just tits and dragons. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then I just, I, I watched The Witcher the other night, and The Witcher is literally tits and dragons, too. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So if you were wondering if you wanted to watch The Witcher, if, just, if you had a Game of Thrones, Jones, and you couldn't fix it, watch The Witcher. Okay. It's tits and dragons. Tits and dragons. Same thing. Tits and dragons. Like Can't it. miss. I actually asked my wife, I'm like, so when's Game of Thrones going to come back on again? And she's like, you slept through the... Ah! <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's over with. Yeah, The, the, the Witcher is like... The Witcher is like Game of Thrones with no budget, and they don't even care. They're not careful how they talk. Like in the one scene, the guy, like the late, the guy's like R O T F L. No, but you know they're they're using common things like, oh shit, I can't believe they did that. Like that was not the way people talked, right? In in, in the thirteen hundreds or whatever. You know, didn't didn't a couple people have like a Starbucks cup or a watch? That was the that was that was Dionysus. Uh, She had a Starbucks cup there in in the Game of Thrones. Dairy Queen delivered. Wow, is that did 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 kid just do that? Everyone, I can pass it around. No, 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 no. no, no. It's good. All right, my daughter had some milkshake. Nice, (laughs) sleepy. What's your ride, buddy? Uh, my FJ09. Yeah. It's my commuter Aaron bike. brings all the milkshakes to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, I rode to work, so I just rode it here. Yeah. I still don't love it, but it's getting better. I it's discovered, better. I forgot that it had modes. All right. And so everybody's like, never use the rain mode. It sucks. Well, apparently on this bike, the rain mode is actually smooths it out. And it still goes 100 miles an hour. Right. So whatever. I discovered last night after my speed run of 165 miles an hour when I got on my street, like my last approach from my house, I looked down and realized that I was in low power mode. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So for anybody who's worrying, you know, that that ZX 14R has 
low power mode and full power mode. Yeah. Low power mode just restricts the power over 6,500 RPM. Right. Which you can still go 165 miles per hour. So, sure. yeah, you just don't get there as fast, I guess. Yeah. It didn't affect my ride at all. No. No, I was fine. But I was, I, it makes going through turns, like if you're really trying to hammer through some turns. Yeah. That bike, I mean, it's known, like, a lot of guys get the ECU's flash. I probably will this winter if I keep it. But um, it when if you leave it in normal or sport mode in a turn, it gets choppy. Like, it you're does. trying to lean yeah. in, and you're hitting the throttle, and it's lurching on you, and yeah. it never feels comfortable. A little rowdy. In the rain mode, it's fucking awesome. Smooth as glass. Yeah, smooth as glass. So that yep. was my big discovery today. Yeah. Well, hey, as we all know, if you can have smooth power delivery on and off and totally predictable best thing in the fucking world yep yep number one complaint with anybody who's ever owned a greet so has always they always call the shop and they're like what can we do to soften this thing up so that it's on and off throttle transitions aren't so violent yeah, the best term i heard is snatchy 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 throttle. snatchy throttle that's exactly right so yeah that's that's something Let's see what do we, we got tonight boys and more neon oh, the glow, yeah yeah everyone's got the neon everyone's got the leds and that's apparently the blue team yeah, they'll be followed by the red team. Light. And then the green team is laid on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm late. Right. That's a Kraftwerk song. Oh, it is? My city glows tonight. Wow. Way to Look go, Kraftwerk deep dive. Kraftwerk. I like the Kraftwerk. You know why you know like Kraftwerk. the music? The, the, how do you say it? It's the Germans. It's the Germans. <laughs> it's from the Germans. <laughs> Steve. Okay, started out today on the PC800. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a, a throwback. That's an old, reliable steed. And I rode that for three hours today. Holy shit. On the clock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a work-related commute. It was. Yeah, you had to go check the plants. And then I rode right. to Simba home, but the headwind limited my speed to like 48 miles an hour. That's a hell of a headwind. And it, it was on 480. <laughs> wait a second hold the fucking phone you're riding wait you're riding a fucking simba which is 100 cc's not 125 on a, on a 70 mile an hour road on an interstate well wait so like what uh the sign is 70, but cars going on there you're lucky to be under 85 miles an no, hour no because you know what 480 means it's 480 miles an hour. Oh. Yeah, that's what four the, lanes wide. Yeah, it's four lanes wide. And it's 80, 80 miles, miles an hour. An hour. That's okay. what 480, man. Four yeah, lanes yeah. wide, 80 miles per hour. Yeah, and you're doing that on a fucking Simba. And it was scary. You, know, <laughs> you think? Oh my god! You gonna do it again tomorrow? He's like, no, I jumped, I jumped <laughs> no, I will not. Do I would that say again that tomorrow. was retarded, but that'd be an insult to slow people. Yeah. I mean, come He's on. He's like, I jumped into a tank of 12 sharks that hadn't been fed in two weeks, and it seemed a little scary. Oh no, my no, god. normally I can go 60. Yeah. And, and normally, with the prevailing wind, it's yeah. behind you on the way home. Yeah, okay, I get that. So I figured I could do 60, but the wind was coming out of the east today. Go figure. And so that was a problem. That screams how important aerodynamic efficiency is. Right. I'll give you the old windshield off my ZX-14R. <laughs> You'll be good to go. Yeah. So then I that's rode the monkey need. tonight. Yeah. You rode the monkey. Right on. That's, that's good. He's a lot of, that's a lot of bikes, but that's a good smattering of bikes. I'm going to get the uh, ECU flashed on the Simba to get another oh, mile an hour out of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're special. Uh, you're gonna call Craig Vetter and get a special aerodynamics yeah, package. Bin. He's gonna have yeah. a dustbin fairing yeah. on it soon. Yeah. It's gonna be 19 feet out in front of the bike. Good taper. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
a third wheel. This is going to just look like a big fish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John? Johnny Mac, and to his left. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ride shit, did you? <laughs> He's nah, not allowed no. to ride when the boss is out on a three-hour excursion. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, I forget about that. There's got to be some balance of the world there. The universe has to be balanced out. Yeah. It's my operating week. But again, but you did bring, he did bring a special party favor for all of us. You brought a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. Crossbow pistol. A crossbow pistol. Yeah. Way better and way more effective than I thought. What you guys can't see is we made a life-size man target. Safe for children eight and up. <laughs> In the military, we'd say that's eight the fuck up because <laughs> you're eight up. We made a man target out of three Vespa boxes, uh, three Vespa crates. So it's it actually, it took three layers of industrial strength cardboard to stop it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that could be a hunting crossbow if you really needed to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. It only it's only good for hunting apocalypses. Well, you yeah. can get like aluminum arrows. Alpacalypse. You can get brought in. <laughs> the alpacalypse. Because they don't move. They just yeah, they don't move. You like. Right. They're hoping you to get within spitting range. Well, an alpaca, you would just hit it in the juggler and suck the blood out of it ah, and close it up. And close it back up again. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good. I think it definitely could take out a couple of snipes though if you're really trying. That's a good plan of alpacapaca. Snipe hunting. Yeah, yep. definitely. That's a perfectly dialed in for snipe. Yeah, that's finely calibrated for snipes. And to your left, Chris Smith. And Chris Smith, we did we did talk earlier about he is wearing his Aristitch or the tour master equivalent of the Aristitch. What's your ride tonight, Chris? I rode the uh, the always enjoyable. Yeah, two thousand twenty three sixty seven. Yeah. Janus. The Janus 650. I mean, I mean <laughs> Janus, the Janus 250. 250. Can I just say Did you that? clean your Janus before you got here? That's kind he of blew personal. It out. No, he blew out his Janus. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to say, for you. Though, I'm going to tell you that, you know, as your Janus ages, it looks better. No, oh, yeah, yeah, right. So right. now that you've got some miles on it, is the Janus still, you know, feeling really nice and tight? Or is it loosening up a bit? Yes and yes. Yeah, they're always nice when they loosen up a bit. You know, when they start out, they're always they're always too tight. A little tight. Yeah, but you 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 gotta you gotta stick with it. You'll you'll loosen well, up that. When Janus. you went back to Goshen, did they put a stitch in for mommy? Or oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? I'd like to have Janus renewal surgery, please. <laughs> oh, our podcast listener is hating this right now. Oh, you fucking sick of that joke. I think I think that there has been a lack of Janus jokes for the last month Russell, or two. you tried bleaching the Janus. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no. Dan, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Dan. Yes, when the when, when your Janus <laughs> He's gets... He's here all week. Boom, boom. <laughs> wait, wait. We don't have Oscar with the right, yeah. soundboard yeah. sound this Oh, my God. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. The, so I got a story for you. You do? Oh. It's, it's, it's a karma story. So I'm... Is it a good karma story or a bad karma story? Well, you can judge. We will. So I'm I'm walking out of our building and there's a, a young mother with her little one year old, and I hear overhear her talking on her cell phone saying, "Well, my ride didn't show up and my phone's about ready to die and I don't know what to do." So I stopped and said, "Ma'am, do you need a a charger?" She says, "Yeah." I said, "What kind of phone do you have?" She says, "I don't know, an iPhone 12 or 15, whatever the fuck it is." I said, "Well, let me go get you a charger." So go back into my office. She's sitting in the hallway. I come walking back out, and I give her a charger, and I give her my business card. I said, I'm down at the end of the hall. You know, just sit here, charge your phone. 
and take the, uh, the charger back when you're done, leave it at the front desk. She says, okay. Then, then she asked me, is there anything, are there uh, uh, machines here where I can get snacks? I said, no, not in this building. I said, why? So I said, well, my son hasn't eaten in a while. I said, well, I'm going over to Giant Eagle. Does he like to eat fruit or what does he like? She says, yeah, he likes fruit, likes melon. I said, okay. So I go over to Giant Eagle and I get a- He uh, likes melons? Melons. <laughs> Who doesn't? Kids love melons. So I get some, some melon for the kid, a couple of forks for mom and the kid. I come walking back in. I hand her the bag. So here you go. Good for the kid. So an hour later, I go out in the hallway. She's gone. My charger's gone. <gasps> I thought, wow, that's, that's bad karma there. That's bad karma. Man, that is bad man, karma. Oh, man. For I, her. Well, Did yeah. you check all the offices, though? Are you sure she didn't give it to somebody else? Well, she was in our office uh, doing her drug screen, which she failed. <gasps> so she'll have to come back. Oh, she's going to have to come back. Oh, wait. Now, before you make that sound all bad, I mean, it could just be for weed, right? Well, but the point being, whatever she failed for, she, it requires a return visit. Oh, right. Yeah. She, she failed for bleach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, doggone it. I was thinking, no, nah, she'll, she'll never steal that charger. Sure enough, gone. People are scared. Well, I'll bring you a charger next week. Yeah, I bet you will. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen your charger. So <laughs> the good news is you can lay in wait and pounce on her when she shows <laughs> yeah. up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Just a well, oh, whatever. whatever. I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if she's at home going, this motherfucker failed me because I stole his charger. Oh. This charger was a pile of shit. And you know what? She didn't charge my phone. But, she can, well, no, wait a minute. But wait a minute. You know, I got her some food for her kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with, yeah. With, with two forks. Not one for him, but one for him, one, one yeah. for her. It's like, I know. You went over. Like, come on, man. So you've, you've definitely taken care of about one one thousandth of all your other bad karma now. Oh, there you go. That's it. No jokes for you. Oh. So, uh, no if joke. anybody listened to last week, have a joke this week. If anybody listened to last week's podcast, um, you, like the one that we dropped three hours ago, um, so if anybody listened to it, you'll know that we had a we had a discussion about our sponsor. Yes, and we talked about our sponsor, and you know we, we replaced were, our sponsor, and and again, holy crap! It is though the gods were listening. Or at least Manscaped was. Because not two days ago did I get made whole. They paid their bill. Yay! We like Manscaped again. New copy? New copy. Well, no. I got better than new copy. I've got topical copy. Yes. Yeah. They're probably bugging... Chris's Janus. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? In every single Manscaped groomer. Do you ever bug up your Janus? In every in every patented Manscaped trimmer, there is a listening device and in uh, Bluetooth and and all that stuff. It's they report back to the mothership constantly. They once you start using Janus, it will let you know when your pubes are out of control. Well, I like Janus. So Phil called me. <laughs> Hey, so that's a Freudian slip. That is. <laughs> so Phil called last night and said that if he's willing to shave himself down and look like the guy from Powder the movie, yeah, they'll triple our fucking income. They will. Uh, well, that I said I would. I would triple their income. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't get Manscaped to agree What's to that, it. But nine nine dollars, right? What? Exactly. Right. Split seven I ways. I just want to see right. him look like Powder. No yeah, eyebrows. No, no eyebrows. Who's Powder? 
You never saw that movie? Here, Grumpy Sir Guy, breathe deeply it? into this rag. Yeah. <laughs> does this smell like chloroform? Uh, it, it probably won't even put me to sleep. Does anybody know who <laughs> Are Nate is? Are you kidding me? Nate, you fall please. asleep just oh, sitting there. No, everything works opposite on me. Hey, oh, we got to turn on a TV to put you out? Does anybody in the world know what chloroform smells like? Yeah. <laughs> I do. You got to know when you get the mix right. <laughs> We used to love that. All shit. John's dates do. <laughs> <laughs> so and does anybody and know? So who, does the shark. Does anybody know who? Uh, does anybody know who Nate Trevor does? <laughs> does anybody know who Nate Diaz is? Uh, no. I've Perfect. The, I've heard the name though. I've, yeah, he's yeah. an MMA fighter. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. USC guy. So we have new copy, and I love it when copy gets topical. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the UFC MMA copy. Because they needed their own copy. I think that's probably a Joe Rogan thing. They probably made some copy just for Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Do you ever shave your balls and it ends up being as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight? <laughs> Pause for effect. Well, good news, because today's episode is sponsored by the official electric trimmer of the UFC, Manscaped. And they just released their fourth generation performance package. Fellas, get your black belt in ball trimming and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code Cleveland Moto. You could get your black belt in blue balls. Uh, no, you can get your black belt in manscaping. Yeah, Keep that's, your punching bag smooth. Yes, nobody wants a hairy punching bag. Uh, but th this, not kidding, they said the champion of the package is the brand new lawnmower 4.0, the pound per pound. Greatest ball trimmer in the world. Pound for, for pound. pound. Yeah, pound for pound. I'm starting to pick up on the jokes they wrote in here. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. It's fine. Uh, hate it when your significant other gets mad because there's a mess on the bathroom floor after you shave? Well, no worries because now this trimmer is 100% waterproof, so you can trim those beautiful balls of yours in the shower, 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 shower. Oh, I thought it attaches to your vacuum cleaner. Oh, that's a Floby. The Suck Cut 2000. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly does suck. Uh, but, and remember that the new package has the weed whacker. That's the nose and hair ear thing. And also waterproof completely. Skin safe technology because you don't need blood coming out of your ear holes and your nose holes when you're just trying to clean up business. And then the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner smells so good that your sparring partner will say thanks after they tap out from a triangle coat choke. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This sounds like a serpentini ad. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ClevelandMoto at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ClevelandMoto. All one word. Right down there. You Time know, to knock out your pubes with Manscaped, your balls, and your sparring partner will thank you. You know, as a man who lives with three women, yeah. I can't wait to get revenge on these on them. I'm Three gonna, generations of women. The next time I take a shower, yeah. I'm going to use my manscaper in the shower. You know yeah. what I'm not going to do? Yeah. The Clean same the thing trap. they don't do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I oh. can't wait till my daughter finds my pubes. The best thing I ever did was put one of those <laughs> so strainers funny. in the drain for my sink or my, yeah. my shower. Put that thing in. I swear to God, I thought I was living with a fucking Wookiee. Like, uh, you know, you're standing in four inches of water. You're like, I'll just give the thing a little hook, right? Reach out and give it a hook. And you're like, what the shit? Dude. Jesus I, Christ. You pull a full womp rat out yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. 6.01 this morning, a.m., I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and this yeah. fucking the sink is coming up. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. So I reach underneath, and I have one of those plastic barbed wire fucking yeah, things. Yeah, you know? zip, zip strip. 
I pulled an entire Wookiee out of the, I mean, like, entire. A proper tumbleweave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how how does that happen? They comb their hair over the sink. I just don't understand how do they keep getting more hair because I've been losing hair steadily for the past 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I want everything my wife's given up surgically installed on my head <laughs> because apparently she's got fucking hair to spare from yeah, every goddamn man. wear. Right. I, uh, makes me angry. So anyway, so uh, to all the folks out there, especially Pete at Nokomoto, who thinks that we're uh, BGP, he, he swears to God, we're all BGP for like taking on a sponsor. He's like, you know, you know, I had the opportunity to take on Manscaped, but I didn't. What's Why? BGP? Yeah. Big gay pussy. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, gee, who wouldn't want to be compensated for all the hard work we put Wait, in? Wait, that's coming from somebody from Colorado? Well, <laughs> again, you know, I, we love Pete. We do. He came down a little hard on the fact that we have a sponsor or that we took the money. We're sellouts. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, Amen, I, brother. I want to throw a quick shout out to, and I don't know how I ended up with it. And yeah. Maybe, I, maybe it was a, somebody won a prize, but I got a bag of coffee from Mid-Ohio, and it was from... Uh, uh, Hell Coffee. Hell? It was right. It was, it was Ride or Die Coffee. It oh. was okay. Yeah. Do you right. remember? The, did Dan win a bag or something? And I got a bag, or somebody was passing it out. It wasn't from our friends at Scoop, but it, it's really good coffee, and I'm Is really it? enjoying Ooh, it. Cool. And I, I have to, I have to try to figure that out again. I don't have the bag in front of me, but it's, uh, I know the brand, like type of coffee. It was Ride or Die. Yeah. And I thought, I think it was from. Uh, Hell Coffee Company or something. Wow. I wish Bulletproof Coffee would sponsor us because Bulletproof Coffee is actually good. Well, isn't that coffee with just butter in it? The, the, it's actually coffee that's certified to not have any, like, mold and anything growing in oh, it. Like, Because okay. I guess coffee easily grows mold. <laughs> yeah. But well, you, can, but then they also sell a product that's got butter and uh, MCT, which is like coconut oil. Yeah. And it's actually really good, but the coffee, which I drink black, is is excellent coffee. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of, uh, we do have Patreon sub- subscribers, and I do want to give a massive, massive shout out, because it's one thing to sign up to be a Patreon subscriber and pay money to listen to this shit every single month. That's badass as hell. That is awesome. Uh, I'd like to thank... Very rarely does this happen. Somebody signs in at the $5 level, and then for fucking no reason whatsoever, they up their ante from 5 bucks to 10 bucks. And for no reason I can come up with, Matt and MotoHop. Oh, just, oh. Matt just doubled his fucking donation. Uh, and I can't, for the life of me, figure out why. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I can only think that one night he was listening to us and, and probably spit something out his mouth. <laughs> And probably went, huh, you know, maybe, just maybe, maybe I should increase my face, my, uh, uh, my, uh, donation, but here's something fucking cool. Like legit, like moto hop. I just went to his Facebook page. Yeah. Badass. Super cool. Got a lot of fun stuff happening up there. He's a cool dude. I'm, I totally dig it. And Excuse me. I was wrong on that. It's evil coffee company. Evil coffee company. Yeah, And yeah. they have victory lap, dark coffee. They have a deadline medium, yeah. Parade lap medium, idle speed light roast, all motorcycle century. Wait, parade century. lap? Yeah, parade like lap. Deep, decaf. Uh, I don't think it's a decaf. And then there's victory lap, parade lap. If you take the parade lap at Mid Ohio, that's 196 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, it's the, that is seriously that is frighteningly fast. 
The uh, interesting thing I wanted to report because, you know, news is fun and news is interesting and all that shit that's happening out in the world right now. Uh, but when it comes to what is happening in the world of, well, let's just say cutting edge designer motorcycles, um, have you, you, you mentioned the new electric. Now, who makes that? Pull that up because I, or, or give me the yourself. name of that. Because that, I think it's OLA. Did you soil yourself? Yeah. It's horrible. He soiled himself. It's like five on the Mike scale of sourness. Yeah, I thought there was some respectable numbers on the the faster bike. Right. Like 72 miles an hour in a range of 115 miles, I think. Yeah, and so we're getting to that point. You know, this one, I think. Six or your cigar. They're advertising 65, uh, 65, 115 kilometers per hour. With a 180 kilometer range, so that's quite a bit. Uh, that's quite a bit of range, but um, yeah, it's it's a very svelte looking, very kind of a sexy looking scooter. It's it's not very uh, choppy like the NIU is. It does look like the future, so I have to give them credit. It's kind of a badass looking scooter. Uh, really, uh, kind of a neat thing. And I'm as, in a bad place with electric vehicles right now. Yeah. I mean, there's, we talk about them. They're there and everything. It's just, and new ones are coming out. It just, yeah. it doesn't excite me. I mean, I like them. I mean, they're cool. I'll ride yours. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm just not right. buying one. Yep. I'm not buying one. And I'm not trying to, you know, put anybody out of business or anything. Nope. I think it's a great thing. But I just, I can't get behind the fact that I know that if I buy this thing in five, in five to six years, yep. I'm going to have a major expenditure in replacing the battery or something like that. I yep. mean, if it doesn't have, for me, I mean, I could buy any regular gasoline motorcycle, and if I take care of it, I can ride it for 30 years and right. just put gas in and oil, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, and that's what I just have, I'm getting a little, there's so many coming out. Yep. I, I mean, they're cool and all, yep. but it's just getting, it's well, like, uh. and, and you see, like, like today, before you got here, there was like two or three kids on like, like, not kids, adults. Riding by on like Chinese fucking electric bicycle moped scooter looking things doing 30 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like Way it, faster than 30. There's a yeah. reason why Yamaha, Kawasaki, I mean, they're dabbling here yep. and there with electric bicycles, but they're not really trying to push these things because they're, it's just, it's not quite ready yet. Yeah. I well, I think the problem is it'll never be ready because they won't be able to, use, to get the resources to build all the batteries they would need to convert the entire industry over to electric there's no way they said that they'd have to mine five times more than they mine right now and they're mining at maximum capacity currently right. yeah plus well, the, they're plus, working on new technology no well it doesn't matter the technology they got out of afghanistan and half the, the stuff you need is in afghanistan mm. so you're going to well, buy the batteries from afghanistan well, that's the problem. I mean, why don't we develop? I mean, we, you could have easily developed that industry over there, except they're too busy de- developing the, the heroin industry. Well, doing well, that's oversimplification. Yeah, it might be oversimplification. What I'm, what but, I'm, but, 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 I like what I like to, stuff. I'm going to take the point from Steve, and yeah. I'm going to say that you need full market share. Right, because exactly. The, the motorcycle market, as it is, is a struggling thing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. These it's major manufacturers market. are just selling enough to get by as it is. Right. So if you don't convert the full fleet over to electric, yep. you're only going to have a niche market, and right. it's never really going to pan out. Right. Honda Honda has said that by 2040, they will no longer sell an internal combustion-powered motorcycle. That that's been their declarative statement. They went to press with that statement. 
Honda oh, is making so Honda's in their press release. Honda has announced that they are currently selling three one hundred percent electric scooters right now: the Bentley, the Gyro, and the Gyro Canopy in the Asian market. And they've got four coming up. One is a scooter, or maybe two are scooters. But the third and the fourth, well, one is one is going to be a CB one twenty five R with an electric power plant. It's just the CB one twenty five R, but it's got an electric battery and a motor and it's you know that is going to be a, a 75 mile per hour motorcycle are they sticking to chain or is it going to be a hub drive i or? don't know that's a very good question it probably is going to be something a chain or a belt drive but then <sighs> the other one that they're doing is they're saying for 2024 they're going to have a full zero srs or energica rebel sized honda motorcycle hmm. for 2024 and they've already put outlines of it and blurry pictures of it and shit on all their marketing stuff. So they've applied for patents. Well, everyone always applies for patents, but actually I do have all the patent photographs already exist for the Honda Seabone 25 R. You can look those up for the, and that is, that is according to this picture, that is either belt or chain based on what I can see in the picture. I can't tell, but it's either a belt or a chain. It is certainly a CBR 125. Well, you heard the tagline. Yeah. You meet the nicest people on electric motorcycle. On electric motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to be able to buy a used Zero that's right. still very viable for a thousand to two thousand dollars. No, it's no. never going to happen. N- not for a very, very long time. Trickle down that right. far. I think you're right. You know, you're to get one for three grand, and you have to spend at least twenty five hundred bucks for a battery. Right. And we did. That's and, a generalization, Steve. <laughs> Probably that's, is. That's two, that's two in a row. <laughs> but I mean, you look at you look Go at what happened. Go back to your cigar. I'm going to do the first zero ice. Ten, no, like ten years ago, like that guy that that guy that came in here with that like first gen zero. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much could he get for that? He couldn't get very Virtually much nothing. for it. Right. Virtually nothing. Nobody because pay the batteries him are shot. Yep. Yeah. the CC. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's an it's that's an issue because yeah. the technology moved too far ahead. Yeah. But I mean what was it the same way with the internal combustion motorcycle in nineteen oh nine? I mean did in, in nineteen twenty what did you have in twenty? Right. You know, compared to nineteen oh nine, you wouldn't buy a nineteen oh nine bike. Right. I mean That's exactly right. I think yeah. it's difficult for that for them to gain market share because it's like legalizing weed. You can legalize weed. Yep. You know who's going to smoke weed? The same people the who smoke weed. The same exact people who smoke weed. Yeah. Right. So now you have electric motorcycles. Right. And people who want to really want a motor electric yep. motorcycle are going to buy an electric motorcycle. Yeah. But most people aren't. I think that our customers we've been selling the bikes to are people that are multi-bike owners anyway. Okay. They didn't buy the electric to be their only motorcycle. I've got like three people that bought the electrics to be their only motorcycle. Everybody else we've sold bikes to, they've all had like, okay... I have my Harley for long trips. I bought my Zero for fucking around town. Or commuting. Or commuting, right. If you're, yeah. Think about it. If you're what? I mean, it, realistically, even if it's 75 miles, you have a place to plug in. You could ride to work, ride home. No problem. How many miles do you have on your electric, Steve? 13,000. 13,000. 13, yeah, 13,000 miles, right? I got a 13,000 hours. Right. <laughs> At one mile per hour. The... Uh, I've got a customer that's got 22,000 miles on a Zero, and he's like, he's this... That's exactly it. He just uses the zero for back and forth to work. Right. He's 21 miles each way. As you know, he, he, we were joking. He's like, high speed charging. It means nothing to me. Right. Plugs it in overnight, goes yeah. to work, comes home, done. Yeah. 
Yeah. I go home, I come home, and even he's like, even if I want to go fuck around, I can go fuck around. I got enough juice to go fuck around a little bit. I can take side trips or whatever. Come home, plug it in. He's like, high-speed charging is a nice thing that exists on the planet Earth, but I don't use it. So for him, he's very happy with zero because what it does for him is something his Harley doesn't do. Right. It goes, it yeets him across the street at maximum velocity. It moves him from his house to the end of his street at the most ridiculous speed possible without waking his neighbors up. I think that's where it makes sense too. Yeah. If you're the guy who's going to get it, you're going to get in there, you're going to ride the shit out of it for five years and then maybe like four and a half years and then sell it. (laughs) So so he's got a niche vehicle that he uses for niche applications. Absolutely. So that does make it tough to... Sell hundred thousand of those a year. Well, you know, but then again, for, if you look at if you look at the typical usage of a motorcycle, yes. I mean, there the the few people ride distance, and the majority of the people ride short distance. So it can confirm. Yeah. So so really, the, my own riding, like I I would love to tell I would I love to brag about riding cross country. I'd love to brag about preparing for my next trip to Montana. I'd love to brag about doing that. But for the past three years, for a guy who rides motorcycles in the summertime, four days out of the week, five days out of the week, I haven't ridden more than 150 miles in a go in three fucking years. So in three years, I don't think I've ridden a motorcycle. More than three, uh, more than 150, well, more than 300 miles in a day for sure. But realistically, like on the DGR rides and some of that stuff, I'm riding 150 miles in the whole goddamn day. I might have been 150 miles at mid Ohio. Yeah, I I exactly (laughs) right. So so you look at this group right here. Yeah. Chris would be the only one that would really, I mean, in the last year or two. Yeah. Right. Chris is really the only one that would need. A bike that could do the the distance, and, and everybody else has, who could actually live with a bike that could do. And he has uh, multiples, right. so like the but, I mean, idea if it being, was your only bike, right? Right. I mean, we could all live with that. Yeah. For the riding that we've done in the past, don't forget. Year. Don't forget. Last year, I rode up the fucking speculator while the rest that's of you guys trailered on up. You know. Well, that's. <laughs> a, I mean, trailer. But well, that's what I'm saying, though. That that oh, I mean, most people don't need a bike that right. that has to go. Oh. In my fantasy world, I I know I can jump on my Harley Davidson full of bags full of groceries or full of bags full of fucking luggage, and I can amble off to fucking, you know, Pinedale, Wyoming, but that didn't happen. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened since I bought it, and the reality is I could be a realist. I could get rid of 11 motorcycles, and I could honestly use a Vespa GTS 300 for everything I need to do because it it goes 80 miles an hour on the freeway, which is all I need to do. Like if I, if my whole world was governed by complete practicality, thank God it's not right. And I use motorcycles as a drug. I use motorcycles as a, what kind of a high do I want to have today? And this is a great example, riding that ZX 14 last night and then riding the Harley today. Shit. I mean, on the, riding that Harley is closer to riding a Vespa GTS 300 than riding that Ninja is. To riding the Harley, like there is nothing, nothing. What the hell? I think in this group, it's safe to say <laughs> that <laughs> we're like my nephew said about dating. He's like the next one's the best one. The next one's the best one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm like that too. But like the thing, I I like the differences of bikes. I yeah. like how like one day I'll ride this bike and it feels this way. The next day it's this and that. But like I keep a little log. 
this year so far, I'm at about 7,800 miles, give or take, total for the year. And he's right. There's only two days that I went over 500 miles. The rest so are all. So you're saying it's like turning your hand around or sitting on your hand until it goes numb <laughs> and it feels yeah, like something different? Yeah, or changing change The size. stranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. If your hand's numb, how do you squeeze it? So like, what's, you know, it's just. It's the just challenge. The things that it. keep you up at night. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Use a rubber band. <laughs> so we got somebody coming. You have to th- use your other hand to hold it on there. Yeah. <laughs> we know we talk about we talk about it's really. A uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a quiz right now. The quiz is gonna be: I had a customer. She offered to make a trade at my shop. She wants to give me this certain motorcycle in trade for a bike. Okay. She wants to trade this bike in. I'm going to give you pieces of information until somebody says what motorcycle it is. The first piece of information. How tall and what's the size of this person? Unimportant. Okay. Yep. You will be given the information that Bill deems necessary. Absolutely. It's is a it 19. More, does she have more than a mouthful? You will be given the information that Phil deems necessary. I only, I've only ever spoken to her on the phone. Oh. So I don't know. Something's right. impertinent to me. All right. <laughs> the bike is 1967. The bike is made in Japan. Honda Dream. No. It's, uh, Hold on. The bike is 175 cc's. A CL 175. No. CB 175. Suzuki something. The bike has two cylinders. It's a 175 twin. It has to be a Honda twin. It's got a single carburetor. No. CL, CB. That's it. No. (laughs) The bike is a two-stroke. CS3. Uh, No. That's a 180. Two-stroke, two-cylinder, 175, Bridgestone. <gasps> you got it. Yeah. Good job. I thought the Japanese part would throw you. A lot of people don't know that Bridgestone is Japanese. Is Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. A lot of people don't know that. John, good job, man. The whisperer. Way less, way less questions than I thought it was going to go for. Way less <laughs> clues. Dude, that is a, you should be proud of that. That was well done. Yeah. Uh, Bridgestone is a motorcycle company that most people don't know about. Like, they're not even aware that Bridgestone. And yes, it is the same Bridgestone that made the tires. Like uh, I don't know if tars. that 175 is the same, but Bridgestone, they had a, I think it was a 250 or a 350. They did. And they used an oiling system. It's their two-stroke, but it actually pumps oil through the crankshafts, up the connecting rod, and out the piston. Yes. Like, it was a pressure-feed oh. oil system. Yep. So, oh. Bridgestone <laughs> actually... I, I this is something that I had completely overlooked. Like in my motorcycle history, I honestly, I seen Bridgestones running around mid Ohio and stuff, and they never, they never really appealed to me. Other than aesthetically, I loved the way the Scramblers look because it's a pipe on each side and it looks fucking cool. It's just a cool looking bike. Yep. But here's some interesting things that I didn't fucking know about it. Uh, Bridgestone, the tire company, right, started building bicycles and shit in 1946 right after the war right after the war and the company like the actual company is from kaiobashi so it's a kaiobashi tokyo company it's 
And Bridgestone Tire Company is a Japanese company. And everyone thinks Bridgestone, you know, that's the most British sounding name. It's, but it's not. It's a Japanese company. And they built mopeds and motorcycles from 1952 all the way up to 1970. So that's a quite a long run for a company that clearly did not, a, a Japanese company that couldn't survive the Japanese invasion. They suffered the same fate that many of their British, British companies suffered. And I think it's because a lot of people might have associated Bridgestone as being a British company. Because Bridgestone, right? Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, what's very crazy, though, is the bikes were very, very expensive. And that in many, many years, some of these Bridgestones that they made were every bit as expensive as like Bonneville 650s. So you, no, did they sell like at Sears or something? I think some of them may have been badged. I think they were badged. I think they were badged. I think some Bridgestones were badged as uh, uh, what we would call, you know, uh, catalog bikes. You know, Sears. So this is really interesting. The 177 motor that that they might have been Montgomery Ward too. <laughs> I think they were. Well, I think yeah, Montgomery Ward were Bridgestones. Yeah, and. Listen to the description, though, of this particular motor, because I think this motor, this motor is so unique and so interesting that I want to own this bike now just because the motor is so weird. It's a, it was called the dual twin. So 170 cc dual twin. And the dual twin part of the name is not what you think it was. The engine was a double up of the 90 cc motor. They took their 90 cc engine and basically grafted them side by side. The engine used rotary valves to control the inlet for the carburetors and the rotary valves are mounted on the end of the crankshafts. Fucking cool. Like that's very, very cool technology. I love rotary valve motors. Ex and, fun. and fun and, and maintenance free and a very good mix. Right. So really, really smart. Put you get a lot well. of good, like the low end is when they, they ride like a four stroke. They pull like a four stroke. Exactly. Um, they, this configuration, they put the generator above the engine behind the cylinders and the cylinder bores were chrome plated. So automatically, right from the factory, chrome-plated cylinder bores. Super smart, super cool. We talked about the SIM and how it had the ceramic. Uh, this is the same thing. It's a company spending a lot of extra money to give you something better. We know that two-strokes have a reputation for needing to be re-honed or re-sleeved you know, every 10,000 miles or something. Well, not when you chrome line them. It's like high chrome pumps. Like when, yep. you, when you high chrome a pump, they last forever. Yep. In theory, it'll last forever. So that's really cool. Um, it did have an oil injection system. So that was another thing. It was advanced for its time. It had oil injection, which is super cool. Now, the name Dual Twin. The name Dual Twin is actually because of the gearbox. So the gearbox was a very weird gearbox. In normal use, it was a rotary gearbox. So you'd go first gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear. And then if you kicked it again, it cycled all the way back to neutral. And that's very good for when you're in the city. For when you're in the city and you're going light to light, it's one, two, three, four, right back to neutral. One, two, three, four, neutral. For in the city, those rotary gearboxes are wonderful. However, there was a lever on the bike, a lever on the case that you could move and you move the lever and that was the sport shift lever. The sport shift lever actually gave you a traditional five-speed. So you went from a four-speed to a five-speed by using a different lever. Holy it, it, shit. it locked it out and then it went back down? So then you would shift normally. So you could either have the bike as a rotary gearbox for the in-town, or you could pick up an extra gear 
And that's what it was called, the dual twin. So it was a dual transmission, not a dual range transmission, two different types of transmissions. Fucking cool, man. And they called that the sport shift. The sport shift converted the gearbox to a conventional five speed. You could no longer jump from top gear to neutral. Fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's badass. I, I think that's really cool. So we haven't laid eyes on the bike yet. No, no, we're working that deal out. We're gonna see what we can we can make happen. Uh you know I mean the styling if I'm not correct, it should have like chrome on the tent, chrome and black. It's everything that you'd want yeah. a, a scrambler from nineteen sixty seven to be. Yeah. So and she swears she's like, it runs great. She's like, it runs great. She goes, it wasn't charging the battery. The battery wouldn't hold a charge. I'm like, yeah, it's a six volt battery. And, you know, the rectifier is probably a Selenia rectifier, which they age out. Like they stop working over time. So probably just needs a new regulator rectifier. But anyway, um, but what I did want to talk about, though, that I thought was hilarious is, you know, that bike makes over 20 horsepower. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that's a 175, you know, Bridgestone 175 that's uh that's rated for 85 miles per hour. That's a motor gyro bike. It all is a day motor long. gyro bike all day long. Absolutely. So it was designated as the 175 Hurricane Scrambler. So it's got a good name too. So it's got a, a lot of charisma. So very, very fucking cool. So dig that. Um, you know, they had the 350 GTR and the 350 GTO that was kind of at the end of their, you know, that was their maximum power. That was uh, 37 horsepower. That's singing a song right there. That's that's powerful. 7,500 RPM. So uh, very, very cool. And uh, that came with uh, twin Mycuni carburetors, tw- twin Mycuni 26s. Nice. So can't, can't ask for a better setup than that. But again... It was really, really expensive. I mean, that motorcycle cost more than a comparable 650cc Bonneville of the day. And well, that's I, why, yeah. Performance-wise, it'd probably smoke a Bonneville. I think it might. A GTR 350 against yeah. the Bonneville? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And so, yeah, that's that's very cool. I thought it was a very interesting bike when we talk about, you know, weird motorcycle history. What did she want to trade for? Vespa. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Vespa. So that's cool. So uh, they were imported. Uh, they were imported in the United States by Rockford Motors in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, one of those you know famous tool and die places. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And then uh, the deal was that, of course, Bridgestone had the contract to supply uh, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, and Honda with tires. So that was the deal that if they wanted to keep selling tires to Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Suzuki. They had to agree to stop selling their motorcycles in the United States. And that's that's in print. That's a contract thing. So that was why they said they stopped. They backed out of the American market was Bridgestone agreed not to compete with them. So but you uh, wonder what market share in, they had compared to the other ones. Well, and but to, to be clear, they backed out of the Japanese market. So oh, they backed out of the yeah, Japanese, they backed market. Out of the Japanese oh, okay. market. So them being sold in the United States market or European markets like that point I is that their contract, the money that they were making selling tires was enough to make them stop selling motorcycles. The margin, the margin a, was probably way greater on a tire. There's no moving yeah. parts on a tire. They were making enough money that they went out and bought Firestone. Wait, I can make one part? Bridgestone did. I can make yeah, one part yeah, or yeah. I can make yeah, fuck it, we'll buy Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll buy Firestone. Okay, fuck you. Fair guys. enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go so, for it, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of amazing when you think about that. You're like, okay, a Japanese company that's going to say, well, we're going to sell in America. We're not going to sell in Japan because we, have a, we, want, we want this contract. Honda's 
Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki are selling a lot of bikes and they all have our tires on them. That's something. That's kind of cool. So anyway, I thought you guys would dig that one. Super cool. Uh, yeah. They, uh, but I mean, if you're one of those companies, we can't buy tires from a competitor. <laughs> I mean, like, that's true. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a very cool, uh, very cool thing. And I hope to get the bike. You know, I spoke with her on the phone today and not it's been a long time since I've had a vintage motorcycle that I was kind of curious about and wanted to bring in. Uh, mostly, I'm just like, get the fuck away from here. You know, I don't trust you. the conditions like she said, it's in really, really nice condition. She said mechanically it's been it's been run, you know, Ran when parked? Well, it's been run consistently over the past 10 years. Oh, I wonder okay. if it was dad's yeah. bike or something. No, it wasn't. So she's, and she went through her thing. She's owned a few motorcycles. Okay. And the motorcycles she's owned are all motorcycles that are equally eh, rambunctious, you know, what have you. Okay. So, you know, so she's owned a number of two-stroke bikes of that era. So she's okay. no stranger to that. And, you know, it's a kickstart only 175. So that'll be fun. So, yeah pretty neat i'm i'm digging everything so, about that so three stars i hope so i hope that gets a full cleveland moto three stars i'll be really happy so it's a it's a it's an interesting thing uh change the suspension in the uh vit pillin in the husqvarna vit pillin jesus christ that bike hurts my body <laughs> and i'm uh, that fucking broom handle ex- broom handle i'm gonna bring it in for next week so hopefully we'll have good weather i'll let everybody ride it but you know, the motor's a very happy motor. That's that KTM 390 motor, that, you know, 400 motor that you see everywhere. Uh, 401, I guess, is what they call it. But now that I got the right size shock on the back and got the, you know, the, the forks, the front forks are lowered to where they should be, you know, or raised to where they should be. Yeah. It now can stand up on its side stand without falling over if the wind, you know, deer farts on it. Uh, but I rode it around and it is like, it's invisible. Like when you're on this motorcycle and you're riding it, you can't see any of it. <laughs> so like you can see the top of it, which looks exactly like a sewing machine. Like it looks like an industrial plastic device between your legs. It, it looks like uh, you're riding an igloo cooler, right? <laughs> but you can't see anything in front of you. You can't see anything behind you. So the bike itself is just totally fucking invisible. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Today, but it hurts. On the way to work. I passed a guy on a KTM 390 on 20. Yeah. And he was like, I could hear his bike through my headphones, oh. music and everything going yeah. at like 94,000 RPM. Yeah. Doing 80. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like a box of gravel. Yeah. The crazy part was, is we both, we both went around this truck and I went around the truck. Right. And I mean, on my FJ, I moved a little bit. Like the wind made me go like this. Right. Yeah. And then I looked in right. the mirrors oh, as he was right, going right. by it, and that motherfucker changed lanes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You like pass. It, it Big was, truck on a small bike? Yeah. Hang on, buddy. Yeah. They're, they're tiny bikes, man. They really are. And then that one's smaller than the KTM. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's nothing on that bike that doesn't need to be there. I swear <laughs> to God, if they would have said, oh, we just made the down tube fat like a Cannondale bicycle and put the gas in there, I wouldn't have been surprised. Because <laughs> there's just like, fuck, this thing's minimalist. You'd like... It's minimalist to the point where it's like if you lean your head the wrong direction, you just like the turn signals and everything just disappear, right? You just can't see them. It's a very weird little bike. And the the way you ride it, you're, you're so far forward that like you have to physically look down to see the gauges. And so if you have, you know, 52-year-old eyes where most things that are less than, you know, three feet away are invisible anyway. Like you can't focus on stuff that's close in. Well, this bike is clearly built for 12 year olds because all the important data is like 16 inches from your eyes at all times. 
So yeah, it's a very weird little bike to ride. So it's the position that if you do fuck up, you're just putting your head through something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But again, I can only picture this as being like, if you fucked up, it would be the same impact as if you fell over while running at 60 miles per hour. <laughs> because the bike just isn't there. Yeah. You know, What's the weight of it? You know? It's almost nothing. Like it, it's it's very low. Like the blue crew is going home. Oh yeah, blue crew. Oh, I I would have thought they would have changed their lights to red for the drive home. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wheelies. Do you? Uh, oh hey. Oh wheelies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think any of these guys actually have this LED shit for visibility, or is it just cool effect? All I know well, is what that do you think, Cinch? They all agreed. They all agreed to keep their lights blue because the first guy that put them on, his don't color change, uh, and all the other people have an app for their phone, yeah. and they're all like, "Oh, well, Dave can only go blue, so we'll go blue for Dave." Yeah, <laughs> we'll make sure Dave feels okay because he can't change the colors on his. But if you have LEDs in the past ten years, they come with an app or a little yeah. thing that you can make them any color. That would you be want. really cool to take a generic one down to like Smedley's and yeah. just hit it as you're going by. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. can put them right because you know, you know, they all bought. I mean, the technology is going to be the same. It's yeah. all going to be lowest bitter Chinese shit. All pink. It was, it was awesome because I had uh, LED uh, flashing Christmas lights yeah. with a remote controller. And I'm, I'm out there and I hit my lights. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see down here. Oh, oh. my neighbors were changing. I could change his. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. I, would, I would turn mine off. <laughs> and I'd yeah. cycle his to the most ridiculous thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd turn mine on and they'd just be going. Dur, yep. Dur. <laughs> his are causing epileptic seizures to oh, people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago, the guy that lived across the street from me got an LG TV. And when he got an LG TV, I had, you know, he got the the, the $1,000 big LG TV. I know I could see it from my house. Whatever he watched, I watched. And, uh, but I did have an LG remote, and it totally worked his TV. And I loved it because I could, I, no questions Changes asked. channels? One o'clock in the morning, if I was up and he was up, I'm fucking with him. Like, <laughs> and so I would just, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'd hit it, and I'd change his shit. And it was like, I'd always make sure I had already shut my TV off and I was dark. So that he wouldn't get the idea that it was me, and you know, have revenge fights. Uh, but he never, he never caught on to it. And I'm gonna say I changed his TV at least forty times, and I don't think he ever picked up on, got the the end of that joke. So yeah, good fun there. But you, so asked, you, it, you were on the couch, kind of looking out the window. And yeah, well, doing, yeah. For, no, I down didn't, I didn't have to duck. It's dark in my house. Yeah, put porn on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, that's the thing is I, I it wouldn't punch numbers like I couldn't punch oh. numbers in, but I could change it. I could turn it off and I could turn it on so I could turn the volume up and yeah. down and I could turn it on and off. You're My one. favorite thing was just cranking the volume. <laughs> yeah. You wondered why he moved and like, you know, he had a whole note about the house being completely haunted. Yeah. yeah. I would crank the volume like two or three buttons, like two or three numbers and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> And then half an hour later, I'd crank it two or three numbers and then stop. Because people get accustomed to the yeah. sound. So eventually yeah. it's at like 900. And then I'd crank it two or three numbers and then stop. <laughs> and then I could see him get up and he'd go over and press the buttons and everything else. And I just shut it off. <laughs> so as soon as his finger hit the button, I just shut it off. You should have kept doing it until he threw it away. No, I just, <laughs> I, I literally, I thought it would be better to be a phantom situation. Like Steve says, and just never have it, never have it. Be, but it, yeah, if I could get that son of a bitch to throw it away, that'd be hilarious. That'd be, be like, Hey Tim, you're throwing out a TV. You know what? I got a remote for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the distance is. I wonder what the range is. Yeah. Fucking A. That's cool. Uh, yeah. 
So uh, you asked if the Vit Pillin will wheelie. Yeah. The answer is, oh shit, yes. Uh, in the interest of making the bike as compact as possible, I think they had inadvertently made the greatest wheelie bike ever. Short wheelbase? Yes. Yeah. Short wheelbase, single cylinder, kind of a heavy flywheel. Um, extremely happy without being an actual dirt bike. Without being an actual real dirt bike, they made a bike that will put a very good little, a very nice wheelie down that you can modulate, you can control it. It's, it's really good. So I think that fun was engineered into the design of the bike. I think that that was really smart because the you guys, we all know, we all did the 390, the KTM, and it did not like to wheelie because it put the rider too far forward. Didn't and like to run when I rode it. <laughs> <laughs> we exceeded the number of BTUs that that head could handle. Like, we definitely, but between our podcast all riding that bike in short order of each other, we created a situation where our thermodynamic efficiency was not good. Like, we were pre-detonating or we were burning fuel before it went into the motor. Something. But, It was yeah. like the China... Syndrome. Yeah, it was melting down. Yeah, exactly. Cinch is over there pre-detonating all night tonight. Hey! Oh, no. I had one. One. That was worth <laughs> a thousand right there. It was horrible. Nice. Uh, one of my other, uh, one of the other things that I, I did want to say is we're going to get back into the autumnal, uh, the autumnal dirt biking. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we I, have... Oh. Go, Go ahead, ahead and finish that, but I have a thought, too, on that. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been out in a long time because I, my world is a little weird. Uh, I can't really break free from certain things, but now we're getting into the point where it's like, game on, man. Yeah. I'll be there Friday night. I'm staying over because I have to go into work at midnight. So okay, yeah. I'm going to try to burn up a bunch of wood. Nice, nice. Yep. And I work Saturday, and I'll be there Saturday afternoon probably. Okay. I'll be out there Saturday. Wow, that's, man, I'm telling you, I am ready for some dirt biking. I need some hot dirt bike action. Do we have repairs to do yet? Well, I mean, we got the late, we got levers and shit here, right. so. We can roast potatoes on the, the fire. Fuck. Tonight, before you guys leave, so from anybody from J-Town, before you leave tonight, make sure you leave with the levers. Okay. So the levers and the bikes are in the same place. Throw them in my car or something. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Good move. Uh, and then the thought crossed my mind. Good friend of ours is buying a house out there in LaGrange. I know. And one of the facets of that property is a sizable, I think, little pond. Oh, yeah. That is probably going to freeze over this winter. I think so. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a circle track for SSR. Did oh, somebody shit. say ice tires? <laughs> oh, yeah, Did somebody dude. say screws in the tires? The, the pond is only 12 feet deep, so Perfect. it'll freeze. I mean, it'll no, freeze. it'll freeze. Really it'll freeze. It'll be 12 feet deep, so when you go through the ice... <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. In the middle. In the middle. In the middle. I think that's a brilliant yeah, idea. I do, too. That's a Holy good idea. Holy shit. Yeah, it'll be like this. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I am hoping that there is. And that some pond ice looks like the oh, yeah. perfect size for ice racing. It is. It's good. Yeah. It's a good size. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm fuck in, yeah. dude. That I sounds awesome. Get your skis on. You can pull me around. We'll pull each other yeah, around. We'll, just, we'll race yeah. each other. We have right. all kinds of stuff. You know, that's that. Oh, once yeah. you know, once you get the skis and the bikes together, it's good to give your friend a tug. You know, <laughs> just, you know, you can tug me around all day. long. I tug around all day long. Give you a hey, nice tug. Yeah. I just realized I'm going to be south, so you guys are going to be the DJs from up north. Yes, you are the DJs <laughs> from up north. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think that's a great gotta, thing. Yeah. Then we got to get a. Uh, then we got to put a fishing shack in the middle. An ice fishing shed? Yeah. 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 It's a stock pond. You guys can fish all you want. Get the fuck out of here. No, 100%. 100%. 
If you're moving to Lagrange, you're going to have to marry your sister. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we knew that was going to happen. Get the shanty out there. Not actually in Lagrange. It's Wellington. (laughs) Okay, so I now difference. (laughs) Wow. Oh, you should have stuck with Lagrange, bro. <laughs> okay, so it's actually Pittman, I think, which is even worse. I think it I is Pittman. Yeah. Every day you spend out there, your eyes are going to get closer and closer <laughs> together until <laughs> finally you're going to have one eye. <laughs> I don't care. I'll have a garage and a pond, so I'm yeah. good. Hey, so I had a question for you guys because they did introduce the new Z650 from Kawasaki. Yeah. Now, Steve, you have a certain amount of. This is relevant to your interests. It was. I was kind of excited about it, except for how do you how do you pay homage to a, an amazing classic? Four-cylinder motorcycle. With a twin. With a twin. <laughs> <laughs> People can't count. It has the same no. number of elves. I counted um, real quick. I know. But here's the thing. So I'm, I'm, You I'm, counted to two verses. It's yeah. like one verses, two verses. Yeah. I was, um, I'm on a, a group on Facebook. It's like yeah. it used to be the Z900 RS whatever group, right? Yeah. shared things. Then they added the 650 because it was okay. coming out. Right. And so, you know, the day the announcement came, people yeah. were excited and everybody's like, Two. It's a two-cylinder. Why has it got two cylinders? Because it's a KZ650, not. Yeah. So it should, yeah. have been, it should have been a KZ750 then. Because then it's a twin. Yeah, exactly. But are you going to say the same right. thing about the CB350? Right. Well, that's that's exactly Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's oh, what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Well, and, the CB, and the CB350 can be wrong twice because it could either be a twin or a four-cylinder, depending on whether it has the letter right. F after it. Right. And, and it's wrong anyway because it's a single. Yeah. So... You know, you could have got it right twice. Instead, you fucked it up both times. We should have called it the FJ or uh, FT. FT, right. It could have been right. an FT350, which would have been perfectly accurate. That being yep. said, the 650 is a nice looking bike. It's not it bad is. at all. No, it looks fine. It's nice. And you know what? It's, an, it's a versus for people that abhor modern things. Right. So for people that are like, yeah, you know, all the modern bikes all look alike. I like my shit to look old. Like a Triumph, you know. Well, good. now you have a bike that looks old like a Triumph, and right. you can have a 650. So you can have a Kawasaki. Reliable as shit. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, then further thinking about this, you could say that they fucked up the Africa Twin, too. Because it wasn't a... Because it was a, a, a parallel... I mean, it was a V-Twin, V-twin. and yeah, it was V-twin. a yeah. parallel yeah. twin. And they were to a parallel twin. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. but at least right. it still has a twin note to it and stuff. Yeah, though, yeah, know? yeah. It's still a twin. They just they just got the configuration screwed up. Or yeah. they just changed the configuration. So I guess that's just like a half-sister. <laughs> or yeah. Instead of, uh, you know... Uh-huh. So yeah. who posted the picture today of the Yamaha SRX? I did. You did? Yeah. You know, uh, so I owned one of those motorcycles for a month and a half. Uh, people complain that it's like, it's a single cylinder, right? Yeah. It's a single cylinder bike. And so how much different is it than like an SR500? Mm. For anybody who asked that question, the answer is, shut up, you're stupid. It's totally different. Yeah. It couldn't be any differenter. That SRX is... It's an SRX-6. Dash dash six. Yeah. It's a wonderful bike. It looks like it. It's a one. I've enjoyed it. Makes, it. it hurt, to me, it makes me think of your GB, just yep. not nearly as nice of styling well, and everything. Well, because it's, it's not. But it's right there. Right. It's not retro styled. You know, it was current styled. It was the style of the day. SRX sixes, right? It's a really fun bike. If you have a chance to get one, anything resembling cheap, I do recommend. Like. It's a really, really fun bike because I had it. They were only sold here in the States for like in 1985 or 86. I was going to say one or two years. Yeah. But right. in other markets, they went on until 1997. Yep. 
Yep. And I I will tell you, that motor is a happy motor. It's a really, really fun bike to ride. It is kind of a good-looking bike in a 90s way. You know? I don't mind it. It looks yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, it's a cool-looking bike. I like it's the about w- as attractive as a Hawk GT. It is. Yep, it is. Now, it... It didn't. actually, it looks like it looks like the new CB eleven hundred. It kind of does, yeah. Look at it. It's yeah, yeah. The SR, the SRX, I the one that I had, it was just good. It was good from day one, without any of the horseshit of the kickstart only SR five hundred, without like the power band that was like five hundred RPM. The SRX like had a really good, decent power band on it. You could rev it right the fuck out. It was a good bike. I mean, I really, really liked that thing. But that was one of those ones where I like I got it for like seven hundred bucks and sold it for two grand like three weeks later. Yeah, not a lot. You're not going to find a lot of them around here, at no. least. No, you know. But no, but it was a really, really cool bike. And I don't think, I don't know why it didn't catch on in the United States, other than it had to just be. It just had to be fucking expensive. Well, let's for see, what, what it was in eighty five. When did the CBR six hundred come out? Because it probably went the same fate yeah. as like the CB one. I think you're because right. that bike came out and was probably just as about the same price yeah. as a CBR six hundred. Nah, I think you're right. And I so think nobody right. wanted to buy a CB one, which was a four hundred. When for five hundred dollars more, you could buy a six hundred. Yep. Or buy that bike. With that bike, looks like it cost almost as much as a C. You know what yep. I mean? Like yeah, it was just like. Nope. I remember looking. I was looking at bikes in eighty seven, and then in eighty eight, I was able. I saved from landscaping and stuff. And I was looking at, at exactly what you were talking about and a couple other ones. And then the CBR 600 came out, the Hurricane. Mm-hmm. And I got it for 3200 bucks compared to like $25. Like, but 700 bucks difference for a bike that at that time was fucking, you know, right. futuristic and dope. Who wouldn't do that? It was yeah. insane. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time riding it. I, I didn't, I mean, I had no complaints about that thing just being a good motorcycle. Uh, it, it was pretty fucking solid uh i i digged it i i really did enjoy it so that, that's pretty cool the uh i'm big big fan if yep. one showed up at mid ohio would you try to snatch it up oh yeah absolutely in fact i would probably walk past an sr 500 to buy an srx at this point yeah. you know because the sr 500 it's it's really it's it's iconic and it's quirky and shit but i gotta say that kickstart you know, I would just take the SRX so much better too. And it did put out more power and, you know, five speed tranny is a good solid thing. It's a, I really thought it was a good bike to ride. It was fun. So, I mean, nobody's not going to blow anybody's door off. I don't think it made 35 horsepower. I don't have the picture in front of me. What kind of suspension was the rear suspension? Was it a monoshock or dual shock? Uh, I think it's dual shock. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It might've been something sexy, like a remote reservoir or something way back in the day. It was. Yeah. So yeah, it had some, it had that like Yamaha, whatever Yamaha's version of a trick system or whatever the fuck it was, but it had double front disc brakes. I can tell you that mine had two front and one in the back and it would stop real nice. So it did. It had that very classic mid eighties, early nineties, you know, so you have a choice. You can have pared a, down. You can have a Hawk GT 650 or you yep. can have one of those. Oh, I'm having the Hawk every day. Yeah. V twin. Yeah. Yeah. V twin. Fuck. Yeah. Single sided swing arm, dead, sexy Hawk GT, you know, and I think that you should pay twice as much money for a Hawk GT. So like you see an SRX, yeah, two grand, twenty five hundred, maybe topped out. You see a Hawk GT, yeah, thirty five hundred, sure, yeah, no problem. But yeah, I the uh, the one that I had had the ugliest little super trap underneath it. Yeah, with remember the ones that had the little nut on the end, yeah. so it had like the little f- finger yeah. screw on the end, like a nipple, and then it had the discs, and uh, 
Yeah, it was it was fine. It, it was, didn't have a wing nut. Some of them have a. Wing yeah, nut. my this one just had like some weird look look like a Schrader valve nipple, but yeah, it was that same concept. So, so it seemed like that worked pretty well, even though it was ugly. Yeah. How come that's just gone? Like you know what I mean? Like how come no other muffler manufacturers? The tunable been, mufflers. Yeah. I don't know, man. You're right, but it was. I mean, you know is what? That, is that was to avoid the jetting then, or something? Ah, the idea was you could dial in how much sound you wanted. It was so just sound. It the wasn't. more discs you put in, the more sound got out, right? So every disc, it's you know every disc you put well, in. Well, theoretically, right? I mean, if you only have one disc, it's going to be very restrictive. Exactly. Right. So you can right. you know more less right. more discs, less restriction. Right. Exactly. So the more the more discs you put in, the louder the thing got. And the less restrictions you had, because each disc is is uh, equipped with a certain number of orify, yeah. right? So the more orify you add, the more slots have it, that it has in it, the more the more gas and noise is going to escape. Right. And so, like on that uh, on that GB five hundred in the window there, that one has got this the normal pack of I think six discs or seven discs. And that's got them all in. And I know on Merritt's GB500 at home, I think we got three discs in it. And just, it calms it down a little bit and gives it a little more back pressure. So, yeah. That was basically that like, that was that was Cleveland Moto Podcast 2. What was that? Because you had a, a 1978-ish Goldwing. Oh, yeah. Then you had a, a GSA, a BMW yeah. GSA, and then a dude was on like a like Chris's bike, the Duster or whatever. Okay, yeah, Drifter. That was a good little group. Yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. a group of weird bikes. Yeah. Yesterday when I was in Columbus down at the Huli Huli uh, Tiki Bar thing, I, I was ripping around down there delivering bikes and stuff, and I had a pack of Groms. Like a T, there was a TNT for sure. There were like three Groms, a couple of monkeys, like a whole fucking mixed bag of minis all riding together having a blast. Yeah, and they were, they were, yeah, barrel of monkeys. They were all driving at like 10 tenths. Like they were, the light changed and all of them had the front wheel as high as they could <laughs> yeah. make it go. It was fucking hilarious. So, yeah, but always good to see a gaggle of people having a good time. Super cool. They have to come up with better names, like a murder of Groms. A murder of Groms. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a grimble of Groms. Yeah. It would be a grip of Groms. A grip of, a Groms. Grip of Groms. Shit, yes, yeah, it would. Yeah. A whole grip of Groms. That's a good idea. Or a gripe. <laughs> a gripe of Groms. <laughs> a ton of TNTs. A murder of minis. A murder of minis. I like that. Yes, that's it. That, that is perfect. You already have a barrel of monkeys. Yes, uh, a barrel. You could have a barrel of monkeys for sure. That would be legit. The uh, so uh, I, there are some of the reviews are coming in from the the bike that we kind of universally decided we hate, which is the Royal Enfield three hundred and fifty single, <laughs> uh, the new Royal Enfield three hundred and fifty. Uh, it is basically exactly everything that we thought it was going to be <laughs> and um and i don't think unless yes and i don't think and i don't think anybody is shocked at all with what the numbers are so we just talked about a uh we just talked about a 1967 motorcycle with 175 cc's that made you know 25 horsepower now we're going to talk about a brand new fuel-injected 350cc motorcycle. 16. Anyone else? Anybody? 18 horsepower. Oh. 18 horsepower and 18 feet of torque. So, yes, that 350cc motor in their single-cylinder Royal Enfield puts out less horsepower than a Vespa GTS 250. 
Highly technologically developed <laughs> and advanced. Tuned for torque. <laughs> Tuned for mid-range, clearly. Uh, yeah, Tuned that's for low range. 18 hertz per. Tuned oh for fuel economy. God. Yeah, tuned for fuel economy. It, for that motor, that 350cc motor, fuel injected, it is a two-valve motor. It's not a four-valve motor. That would be complicated. Um, but, Steve wants yeah. one. Oh, I'm sure, right? Yeah, that's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't own a Royal Enfield. It does have dual-channel ABS I, I as do like, standard. So. I do like the style, though, of Chris's old... With C5, was yeah, the C5 is like beautiful. The style of it. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Too bad Ural didn't make a 350 single. <laughs> just half of the standard Ural motor, and the piston <laughs> just went one way. Yeah, when you wrote it, it was like, oh, it wasn't a boxer; it was a lonely boxer <laughs> coming just out the left side. A lo- only. Just a left. Yeah, we have to be left because the sidecar goes on the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. The Ural one-cylinder 350. <laughs> they call it the Loper. The Loper. It's got a hell of a beat. Duh, duh, duh. It's duh. got a 50-pound flywheel. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's, it's just a miss engine. Yeah. Yeah. They just have a barbell on the other side that doesn't have a piston. Right. It, it just moves it, right. It's a shake weight. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a shake weight that comes. Oh, can I say it? It comes with a flashlight adapter. Yeah. And it's so only twenty seven thousand so five hundred dollars. People are like, "Fuck your bike!" Yeah, I got a flashlight adapter. Yeah, the left side's a piston, the right side, all fun. Don't go over forty three hundred RPM. No, no, rip your dick off. Creates and a then, vacuum, self energizes. And Sim copied it, and it's called the Symbian. <laughs> the Symbian. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking great. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, so I, again, we're not talking about the quality of the Royal Enfield. We're not talking about anything other than the fact that it's 350 cc's, it's a single cylinder, and it is, in fact, 18 horsepower. So there you go. So did, so. You, did you guys see, I think it came out this week, it might have been announced a little bit earlier, but Suzuki dropped the 2022 GSX S1000 GT Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's the touring It basically bike. looks like a dust, bucked, a, duct, a dust buster you like that? Mm-hmm. fucked one of those weird sucker fishes. It does, but yeah. uh, it's supposedly really comfortable. It has the horsepower, and it's a touring bike. Right. It's only thirteen seven. $13,700? Yeah. Seems One pretty star. reasonable, I guess. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, that does seem pretty reasonable. Yeah. But it does look like, I mean, like, it's ugly, but what touring bikes? And, like, you know, like, look at the GSA. It's not a fucking pretty no, bike. No, it's not. In fact, being ugly is kind of its calling card. Right. Hey, would anybody like to guess? I just found another fact about the Royal Enfield 350. Let's compare it to the bike everybody's going to compare it to, a Rebel, because they're both entry-level bikes, right? Would you believe that the Honda Rebel weighs 50 pounds less than the Royal Enfield 350? 50 fucking pounds. That's Because that they use aluminum instead of that's pig a, iron. That's a lot of weight different. When you're talking about a bike that's only a 350cc bike, 50 pounds is a lot, and the Rebel has seven more horsepower. And, and uh, 93,000 more RPMs. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's the difference. That's what it is. Uh, so there, boom, yeah, Have you ever heard you of your buddy? Uh, this is many podcasts ago, but you're somebody that works in the industry bought the 650. Somebody once. seized yes. on the road. So that's our friend, Larry. Uh, have, have you heard anything else? Yeah, so the bike seized on his way home. Yeah, that's what you said. So the bikes, he bought it at the dealership, was driving it home from the dealership, and it experienced what I will just like to call a critical lack of propulsion. I think Darby has one, too. I saw him. I think I he does have road. one, too. And so I think what Larry did was I think Larry 
somehow got it back to the dealership or maybe they sent a truck for it and they did something. And uh, apparently he's been okay ever since. Oh, okay. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have not heard a shit ton of comments about people saying they were dissatisfied with the Enfield 650. Like people seem to be pretty happy with it. So I don't know because there's two people that I know of that own them. And the one guy's had it, you know, for a while and doesn't seem to be upset with it. Uh, the other guys, I've, I've just found out he had one like a week ago. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't think... It's a good looking bike. I think it's a very good looking bike. And I think that Royal Enfield, we know that there were problems with the bikes that came in that 500cc category that we can personally account for, but we can't talk at all about the 650 because we don't, we no experience with them whatsoever. Yeah. Just, we don't know. So it could be any damn thing. We could. It would be more interesting if we lied about it. But it's yeah. It just won't. It, it won't come off very well at all. The uh, hey, did you, I sold something today. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I sold something. What'd you sell? I've had it for let's see. I've had it for thirteen years. I know you guys have all seen it. Doctor Waters. It's white. She had her for twenty five years plus. It's white. I know exactly what you sold. I probably put more miles on it than PC 800. Uh, nope. Um, 400, the Suzuki thing? That's right, Steve. It's the Tundra. Oh. Yes, the Toyota Tundra. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your DR. I know, no, I didn't sell it. I didn't sell the DR650. I sold my Tundra. So the Tundra I got in Year of Our Lord 2008, brand new, V6 special order. That's right. I had to or, special order the smaller motor. And uh, yeah, 169,000 miles later, 112 miles per hour confirmed on the Bolinville Salt Flats <laughs> with two bikes in the back. Um, you just saw that picture looking for a different picture for one of the motor stories. Things. Yeah, and uh, we did. I put the video up as a, in the comment section, the video that Renee shot of us doing 112 miles per hour um, in air-conditioned comfort on the Bonneville Salt Flats. <laughs> Uh, because in mo most modern vehicles, regardless of how fast it can go, the lawyers have put a speed limiter in there for how fast the tires can go that the factory equips the vehicle with. Right. So the rating on the tires um, that came from the factory on the Tundra was 112 miles per hour. So they spent the speed limiter to 112 miles per hour. And my God, is that thing accurate? Deadly accurate. <laughs> because the, the, we take a, you know, we shoot a video of the, the truck going that speed. And uh, the truck literally at 112 miles per hour, my foot was on the floor. It would not go any faster. Um, so it, 112 miles per hour and uh, two bikes in the back, Renee in the you know, shotgun and, you know, shooting video the whole time, whatever. But, you know, it was a, a week or so after Bonneville Speed Week. Right. right. So it's this time 11 years ago or whatever, 13 years ago. So this weekend, 13 years ago. And uh, wow, super cool. Right. Very, very cool. Uh, but, but you think I was going 112 miles per hour in a pickup truck and Bonneville soft flats with two, two bikes in the back. Our buddy, John Sanchez went 94 miles an hour on the Bonneville salt flats two weeks ago on a Vespa. Oh, wow. And Johnny Sanchez has the biggest balls I've ever met on anybody in my life. Cause Vespa has 10 inch wheels yeah. and to go 94 miles an hour on salt. For multiple miles. Many, many miles. Yeah. 
That's a dirty Sanchez. That's a dirty, and we, we all know Dirty John. Yeah, John Sanchez. So John Sanchez did. He rode a Vespa scooter 94 miles per hour. A vintage Vespa. That was small, a frame. small frame. Yep, yeah. small frame. Uh, and, you know, John's not a big guy, but John's also not like a, a, the kind of guy that you'd expect to be setting land speed records. Did like, he do, is there any kind of aero mods to this thing? Or No. No. No, it's just a bike. Wow. It's just a Vespa small frame. Right on. It is straight up just... A fucking Vespa small frame with, you know, kit and pipe yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. else, but steering dampener. It still looks like a Vespa. If you know, it was here right now, you wouldn't think it would go a pair over 60 miles an hour. Right. If it was here right now, you'd be like, oh, cool, small frame. What is like, that? Like, you know, some guy's like, oh, I took my, uh, my, yeah. my, you know, KLX 110 to 79 miles an hour. And then you look at it and it's like a, a tube with a wheel on it. Yeah, it, it hasn't been a KLX no, for a long, yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. No, this thing still has the stickers. Like, yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a late 60s, early 70s, well, cool. late 60s Vespa small frame. Yeah. But my favorite statement from Johnny is like, yeah, you know, I got this really weird head shake at about 75 miles an hour. So I just push through it. Push through it. <laughs> oh, my shit. You have a head shake on a bike with a 10 inch wheel at 75 miles an hour. You don't push through it. You get off. You just leave. You just be like, this is easier without the bike at this point. Trust <laughs> the leathers. Right. I can't Ooh. imagine crashing in salt. No, because that's like about that it. is like you. What do you do? How could it be worse? You're gonna you're gonna crash in salt and then end up in a puddle of bactine. Like yeah. fuck you. That is I've crashed awful. in snow and it ends up everywhere. It yeah. does. So the, yeah. if you crash in salt, it's like snow, but sandpaper. Corrosive, corrosive sandpaper, and it hurts. Yeah. Like I look for for a living, I cut my hands up like constantly. My hands are constantly, and brake parts cleaner will let you know every cut you have anywhere on your body. You're like, oh, you know, oh, I'm going to clean up real quick before I go in the showroom. Give me a quick hit of the brake parts cleaner, you know? It's faster than Gojo. And you're you like, know? hello. And then you're just like, ah, shit. So the other day, I'm, I'm detailing the Tundra before I sold it. And I mean, I cut my hands to ribbons. Guys getting all the nooks and crannies and shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I had to like goop up with hand sanitizer. So I, I grabbed a big double handful of hand sanitizer. If you take a look, I took all the meat off the palm of my hand there and that, oh, yeah. that spot's about the size of a dime. And I grabbed a handful of hand sand and just, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like yeah. the amount of pain that comes. Look, I didn't cut myself deep, but I took five layers of skin off for something the size of a dime. Fuck that. That kind of, that's like a third degree burn. It is all surface area. It just never stops. It's so fucking painful. You just I took am. everything away between the, ner- the, uh, the air and the, and the, the nerve ending. It's <laughs> wide open. I, uh, I put the, I put, since I'm going to be moving at some point, I put my KE100 back together. I was halfway done with it, but I, and I cut the shit out of my hands. And then I was going to do some cement work on the front steps. Oh, yeah. And my nitrate gloves must have broke. Yeah. I'm still, there's chemical burns yeah. all over Every little scratch that Cement I Cement eats you up, yeah, man. It's yeah, it's terrible. Man. Working with concrete is just vicious. Oh. I know you have something to say about that. because <laughs> No, no I'm, I, I was walking the dog today, and <laughs> these people <laughs> redid their steps in one of these apartment buildings yeah. on uh, Detroit Road. Yeah. It looked like a, like a four-year-old with Play-Doh. This step isn't square anymore. It's like the step is slanted down. It's rounded. And it looks like they just, they try to like make the step without a form yeah. with like uh, really like runny concrete. It just looks like a stack and, of wet phone books. It's just like packed in and it looks like a, just like a, a slide. <laughs> I don't know how the guy managed to do my pier. So the guy did the pier at the end of my street. And he built a 75-foot pier underwater. 
With concrete. Well, it does dry. Yeah. It's perfect. It, yeah. it looks beautiful. The edges are right. Like the guy who did my driveway in the sunshine above the above the water. Right. Didn't do as good of a job as the guy who did my pier underwater. But did it start? Was it always underwater? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, he, no. There was he, not, there's special concrete. He pumped the water out of the way. It was not a coffer dam. No, he didn't build a coffer he, dam. Hydraulic. Got, got all Lake like, Erie like, out like, of the way. He probably used like sauna tube with oh. hydraulic concrete. I don't doubt any of those things. I'm sure he did, but his <laughs> craftsmanship was amazing. And of course, like he didn't, like, he didn't start right. like, with something. He just went in and said, where do you want the pier? And we went, that would be nice. And he's like, okay, great. So how did that, did you guys all chip in for this thing yeah. or something? Yeah, oh, okay. we've been paying dues. If you live by my house, you pay $100 a year to be a member of our, our peer, our, our Woodhaven Beach Association. Wow. And if you, if you do, it's on the deed of your house. You technically own that. So as long as you're a paid member and upstanding membership, we have the list down there of people who pay. My wife will chase you down if you don't pay. She's the president. And if you don't pay, we, we put a, you know, we got a guy who comes and gets your get your money from you. A couple of heavy carrying yeah. pipe hitters. Yeah, pipe hit motherfuckers yeah. show up and you extort the money out of you. But it is funny because every year, you know, we'll get checks for, you know, about 18 people, 20 people all show up. You know, they'll put 50 bucks. I think we raised it from 50 to 75, I think. So, but yeah, and for that, you get to go down there anytime you want. And my, uh, my canoe got fucking taken. My canoe got stolen. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I, down by, by my pier, I got those stairs that go down. Yeah, if you guys have been there, we, we uh, have some straps, and we put my canoe up under the top stair. So, you know, it's well up out of the way, and got a little combination lock on there that, lock, that Oscar can pick, like, in four seconds. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but apparently, last Thursday, motherfucker stole my canoe and left the fucking lock still locked hmm. and took my canoe. The cable? Cable's still there, perfectly uncut. Both tie-down straps are cut. You cut the ripped. canoe in half and took it. The lake got it. No, <laughs> oh. we had crazy fucking giant waves. Oh. We had insane waves last Thursday. Like eight foot, ten foot waves. Oh. And it's sure enough, despite that canoe being 20 some feet, 30 feet away from where the water ever was, yeah, the, the waves were big enough. It just fucked up my whole neighborhood. Wow. So do, you the have waves, good, do you have good numbers on it or no? No. No, it is a 25-year-old plastic canoe, so like we're not even hoping. But my the guy that helps us out down there, it's like, well, you know, Phil, it might have just filled up with water, and it might have just sank, and it's at the end. I was like, it's a plastic canoe. It's neutrally buoyant. Like, it can't sink. So even, like, the it has folding chairs built into it. It's like folding backrests. Those are um, sealed, so, like, it will not sink. So I was like, it's gone. I it's, got a replacement boat for you. It's made of styrofoam. You know, the bow, okay, so this is hilarious. The bow and the stern of my canoe are both full of styrofoam so that it can't sink, right? So the whole bow and the stern are styrofoam injected. And uh, I was like, I told Dale, I was like, Dale, you know, that that canoe is technically unsinkable. It can be full of water and it just will just sit there. I've done it's at it. at Presque Island. I'm sure that it's at Presque Isle. It's gone east. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in Erie's like, shit, I just, a canoe just, an old town canoe just washed up. So our Mad River canoe just washed up. So, you know, 25 years old. I'm in the market for a canoe. So there, there you go. Are you in the market for a canoe yeah, too? Yeah, mine's shot. Yeah. Man, I'd almost give mine away. Just follow the algae bloom and you'll find your canoe. You know what? <laughs> Did anybody? I'm going to get a square stern this time and I'm going to yeah. get a little little outboard on it. I have a trolling motor. Yeah. Yep. Did anybody feel the temperature just drop about oh, 20 degrees? Just now. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It dro actually dropped to 52. So, yeah. Great. 
Yeah, throw another log in the fire. We're going to get that fire going again. We got a problem. There's no log. There's just that. Oh, I got two pallets over there. Well, I know. There's one well, right we're there. We're busted up oh, there, yeah, Sinchi. Come we on, have, man. We I have, hurt myself. That's why you're hurting yourself. Get out yeah. the jaws of life. I almost yeah. stabbed myself in the neck. Ouch. I saw hit, that. And it, uh, and it recoiled. It oh, man. I was serious. I took a double take. I'm like, I might have just killed myself in front of all these guys. So I can tell you guys, <laughs> if you have to sell a vehicle, a car, a four-wheeled vehicle, sell it now. Because the whole situation with there not being enough four-wheel vehicles, I thought I would sell that Tundra. You know, it owes me nothing. I cleaned it up really nice, made it pretty. I figured I'd sell it for six grand. $10,000. Wow. Yeah. Oh, eight? For an 08. Private buyer? or Private buyer, Lakewood guy. I had it listed on Car Guru, Car Gurus. It was 20 bucks. I had it listed on Craigslist, five bucks. And I had it listed on Face Crook Marketplace. And all I got, well, one I can tell you is I know every Latino fellow within 300 miles. Because as some of you know, my Tundra was lowered. So I had intentionally lowered my Tundra to make low, getting bikes in and out of the back easier. If you advertise a lowered Tundra... You will find all the Latina fellas in your neighborhood real quick. I had, and I parked it right out here in front of the shop and all my responses were, it's in front of the shop. You, you know where it is. You're free to come and look at it anytime you want. If you need to take a test ride, we'll talk, right? I had so many people. I've met so many dudes that are just like, the funny thing was dun, the dun, number dun, of dun. people... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it really dun, did. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, Holy shit. I mean, I didn't realize it, but I was profiling by putting that ad. Like, if we had an immigration booth over here, we could have done some business, I'm sure. Uh, but what the funniest question is, with a lowered slammed Tundra with a TRD lowering kit and Bilstein's underneath it, the number of people that asked, is it four-wheel drive? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not four-wheel drive. <laughs> no, it's kind of the opposite of four-wheel drive. <laughs> it's like safety track. <laughs> It's one wheel yeah. drive. Yeah, it's it's got Blizzax the whole way around. That's all you'll need. Trust me. It's got a really good traction control system and Blizzax the whole way around. You won't get stuck. Keep your wits about you. Don't go in too hot. So, were you pleased with the sale price? Super happy. Super thrilled. And and really glad. You know, it's just it was the right time to sell it. And you know, now I've got a little bit of a bigger nest egg, so I can put into the next vehicle. But I'm not buying anything. My F-150s. Kick ass and solid. Oh, we love it. it. You're going to jinx yourself. I know, but it's right there listening to us. So it knows it's watching us carefully. But whatever I buy, if I buy another pickup truck, it has to have an eight foot bed. That bullshit six and a half foot bed is good for nothing. So, what about your cyber truck? That's, you know, <laughs> shit in one hand, wishing the other, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Well, that's what I think. My electric, the electric truck I um, reserved. Yeah, I, I swear it's switch and bait because did you reserve a Rivian or did you reserve a Lordstown? <laughs> no, the Ford one fifty, the electric Ford one fifty. You mean the Lightning? Yeah, the Lightning. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I figured I could get extra money to buy it because right. the, the Benjamin the city, Franklin. Yeah, but they keep calling me. They're like, "Well, we don't have any of these in stock." Right. Yeah. Why don't you buy this one? And I'm like, no. Why would I put a hundred dollars down on yeah. an electric one if right. I wanted, was going to buy another, like another one fifty? I've got to believe that right now there's twenty, thirty thousand trucks, Chevys, Fords, all piling up in racetracks all around this country because they don't have any chips. So those trucks are all going to be released at some point when they do finally get the chips, and they're going to come out and they're going to be you know two years old, brand new, right. cheapest chips, 
Cheap ass chips, exactly. So maybe I'll do something like that, but really I am kind of holding out for a big, big, big transit. Like, you know, people are like, what size transit do you want? All. <laughs> All. Or a sprinter. Nope. Don't want a sprinter. You want a sprinter? Don't want it. I've, se- I've seen three-year-old sprinters rusted out to the door handles. Really? Yep. And I don't seem to see that with the, ta- the transits. I know a lot of people who transits for their businesses and also have sprinters for their businesses. And they like the transits a lot more. See, I would not buy a, one of those Rams because the suspension looks so hokey. It's a Fiat Ducato. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Fiat Ducato. Oh, then it's rusting from the factory. The transmissions were broken when they left the factory, <laughs> right? So, yeah, and a Fiat, a Fiat cannot speak salt, right? right. There is nothing worse for a Fiat than Cleveland. You know, there's, n- there's no Fiat has ever survived in Cleveland long enough to, you know, find out where the nearest service center right. was. Yeah. And the Sprinter, like, I mean, for a Mercedes, my brother-in-law bought a, one to convert into a van because him and his wife were van lifers for about four minutes. And uh, they had that thing for two years, and you're absolutely right. It's a wall of rust. It's a wall of rust, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Everybody I know, and that's a, quite a few people have had Sprinters, and the deal with them is like, hey, look, the motor's good. That, that turbo diesel's a decent motor, but corrosion you can't stay in front of that shit dude they're they're, uh the drip rail fell off the fucking truck yeah so the way we are about fluid filming things here and the way that you know ford is a well-supported product in this part of the world so um i think that's going to be the way to go and i won't do the eco boost i don't need that you know i don't need my exhaust studs to break off every twenty thousand miles uh but for being like an actual van that works who gives a shit if it's you know the doesn't have turbos not important to me at all yeah it'll never be a fast vehicle the files are in the computer Mm. (laughs) this is true so anyway that's the so that's the game so i'll be kind of waiting if they came out tomorrow and said hey phil you know what it's it's here your cyber truck is go pick it up i think i i think i would yeah i think i would i think i would go get it i mean i've got the deposit in for a hundred whole dollars you know, that could just be my donation to Elon Musk's tunnel under America. But the, uh, but I mean, I think I would go grab, grab this. I know it's got the, sh- the six foot bed, which is annoying, but it does have a tailgate you can load. And it does have that kick ass, I'm also a ramp feature. Right. So that's kind of cute. So the, the transits yeah. are already available in electric. Yes. Yeah. So the transits are already, they're building out the transits in electric already. And I won't, I won't do an electric transit because I need to be able to drive it cross country. Like I go to California and so for me to have it, it has to be able to be, you know, never stops moving from Cleveland to San Diego. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it has to be tall, man. I am not going to own a van ever again that I have to stoop down in all the time. Tying bikes in when you're stooped down is a bitch. So, you know, my E350s, I've always loved them. They're great. They'll pull a fucking house, but they're a bitch when it's like tying shit in, you know, like you're, you're tripping over stuff and get a brake lever shoved in your fucking eye and stuff. It's just fucking, it's, you know what? It's not the way I want to live at this point in my life. I want to be able to stand up. I want to be able to ride the bike into the truck into a wheel chalk and walk away. No hands, no tie downs, no nothing. And just be like, it's loaded. Done. Let's go. Load the next one in, you know, press the button and a ramp folds out of the back and press the button, press, press the button. The ramp folds out and we can deliver bikes at 60 miles an hour. And in the winter, if you're delivering, bike, you pull it right back here. Yeah. Slide bikes, slide bikes right in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think I'll wait if I have to wait to get the transit. I'll have the perfect vehicle for us. So everybody that we know, our friends at Capital City Scooters have one and they love it. You know, they love their transit. It's just fucking kick ass. So 
Good for them. You know, and finding the right motorcycle hauler, especially if you use it a lot, is really important. You know, the Tundra was great until we started hauling bigger bikes. Like Chris's drifter, his drifter will not fit in anything but my long eight foot bed Ford because there's that those fenders are so long on that bike. The uh, the Moto Guzzi. The California will not fit in anything that doesn't have an eight-foot bed. I'll ride them over there. Yeah, there you go. See? Right. Yeah, bonus points. Yeah, bonus points for riding it over. Because, yeah, why should we put it in a truck, right? You know? And, um, hell, ride it over there, and you can pick one of the Japanese cars in to drive back. (laughs) That's it. You could, like, have it be a vending machine. You, like, put your motorcycle in for winter storage, and then, like, bring me a Japanese car that we can take to the shop. That's it. Perfect system. That's a good system. Chris, while you're over there, could you please get the Nissan Rasheen? Okay, Phil, what the fuck is a Nissan Rasheen? It's got the gold rims, BBS. <laughs> no, Merritt's been driving that one to work. Oh, right. She loves that thing. She doesn't <laughs> want to drive the Figaro at all anymore. Oh, no. She has fallen in love with the Nissan Rasheen. It's so w- ugly. It is so ugly. It is a disgustingly... glasses when you drive that car. Oh, dude, that thing... It's the John Michael Fresh of cars. <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing with Merritt's Boy, like, a little chocolate <laughs> overload first. Yeah. Hoppered over there. Merritt says, uh, Merritt's like, okay, so you know the Figaro's cool, but hurt my feeling. You wow. want to put the you want to put the roof down on the Figaro. You know, it's a mechanical soft top, and you know it's kind of a bite in the dick. You know, you gotta do it from the outside. The machine, you press the button and the whole glass roof opens up. Like and there's plenty of room in the machine for everything. Whereas the Figaro, like you have to shop carefully because you're like, oh, I can't bring home like a big bag of cat litter. Did you yeah. see there's a documentary, a mini like seven minute documentary. I think it was done by the BBC. It's on YouTube about the couple in England that is the biggest Figaro dealer yeah. and they have to get to know you. Yeah. And if they don't like you, I, I'm on the guy's. I'm on the guy's list. Okay. Yeah, the Figaro shop. Yeah. Yeah, the Figaro shop's fucking cool. It was like really neat. They were like, they, they said, we've met a few people and they were yeah. not right. They for weren't us. right for us. Yeah. The, they, they recondition Figaro's perfectly. Yeah. Like you pick your color and they just do it and they are, per, they're meticulous. Yeah. But when you're done, who cares what you pay? You have a perfect Figaro. Right. Like they've re-engineered the turbos to make the turbos better. They've done five-speed conversions so you can have a manual gearbox instead of an automatic. They're really clever. Like, they got some cool shit going on. But I like the fact that, like, it's literally their house. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's... Yeah, like, she's making tea for you and you talk to her and she decides whether or not you're cool. Figaro people take that shit very... Like, those cars have souls and personalities. Like, those cars are all named. Like, they're amazing. Figaro's are cool little cars. Yeah, Merritt's not driving hers as much because she likes the regime so much. Yeah. Chris has his cheaters out. I see that. Well, do we have a joke? Oh, is it time? I like that. Hear, That's a good sign. You want to hear a joke? Oh, yeah. yes, we do. You bet your ass we do. Guy walks into a crowded bar, waving his unholstered pistol, and he yelled, I have a forty-five caliber Colt 1911 with a seven-round magazine plus one in the chamber, and I want to know who's been sleeping with my wife voice from the back of the room says you're going to need more ammo (laughs) 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 on that my friends please ride fast and take chances reload John
John, reload, John. Reload, John. Reload. Reload. <laughs> <laughs>